There is always so much to do and there's always more to do. Things like staying on top of marketing, getting things ready for delivering what we offer, spending time with clients, admin tasks like invoicing and so much more. And of course, that's all while trying to learn new skills and have a life. Managing all of these things is one of the biggest struggles business owners tell me they face. And I face it too, by the way. But week by week, year by year, I find new ways to stay on top of everything. So in this episode, I'm going to share things that work for me, as well as things that work for my clients, so you can pick and choose what you try. Welcome to the Upgrade Your Education Business podcast. I'm your host, Samantha, and I'm so pleased you're here. As an education business owner myself and a former teacher, I understand the nuances that only apply to us. So in this podcast, I share fluff-free, tailored and actionable ideas that you can mould to suit your needs. If you'd like to take this conversation further, please do reach out. I would love to meet you. And finally, it would mean the world to me if you could leave a review. That way, you'll be helping me help more people. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy. So for context, I run my tuition business, so I teach and I do everything needed around that. I work one-to-one with education business owners. I run the Tutors Mastermind and I produce content each week, sometimes even daily for between seven to nine platforms, plus other admin bits. So I have had to find ways to manage it all, or I simply wouldn't be able to run two businesses. One of the things that has made a huge difference, and it was the first thing I did, was I automate as much as possible. I remember hearing this quote a while back, saying that in business you have to spend something. You either have to spend time or money. And at that time, when I heard this, it was what I needed to realise that it was time for me to start spending money. I actually just started by automating my tuition invoices. I invested in an accounts package, and I set myself up on Stripe and now everything runs really smoothly. I don't have any issues with chasing clients who are late, the automation actually means they're never late, and I don't have the admin headache of creating invoices and so on. It has also made me doing my end-of-year accounts smooth. And when I experienced the time that this released and how much more relaxed I felt, I went on a spending spree and I automated loads more. If you want some ideas of how to automate and streamline processes, I have an episode you can line up to listen to next. I did record it a while back and some things have changed, so I've made a note to record an updated one. But it might still give you some ideas. It's episode six and I'll pop the link in the show notes. Now, you may not have the budget to spend loads on automating, but there are workarounds. For instance, even if you don't automate taking payments, but just want to create recurring invoices, there are free plans on accounting platforms that allow you to do that. You'll need to check, but I'm pretty sure Zoho Invoicing is one of them. Also, one of my clients who has only just launched her tuition business wanted to do this with a low budget, so I simply helped her get things set up on Stripe. She sends her invoices and everything goes through here, and Stripe simply take a small fee per transaction. So even if you can't automate an entire process, just automating some of it can make handling everything much easier, and admin is definitely something worth automating. Although it isn't cheap, one of the most amazing apps I use is Zapier. I never really know how it's pronounced, it could be Zapier. I know there are alternatives on the market, but I haven't had time to explore them yet. Now Zapier lets my different apps talk to one another, so I can, for example, onboard a new student or welcome a new Tutors Mastermind member without lifting a finger. And on the subject of automating, 
Using a digital task management system has really transformed how efficiently I work. I used to use Trello, but now I use ClickUp. The thing that prompted me to switch to ClickUp is that it makes it much easier for me to work with other people who I delegate work to, like my virtual assistant, because you can communicate smoothly in there. But regardless of what you use, and this doesn't have to cost money by the way, it really helps organise tasks more systematically. You can do things like set deadlines, so let's say you need to do something on a specific day, you can be reminded by email via your task management system. Sticking with this example, it means that you don't have to keep checking your to-do list, which doesn't sound like a huge time saver, but working efficiently sometimes means doing small things, because those small things add up to having a big impact. Using things like a task management system makes delegation really smooth and efficient. And so another thing that helps me stay on top of things is hiring a virtual assistant. If you're considering it and you're not sure how to go about it, I have an episode about that too. I'll pop the link in the show notes. When I hired my first VA, I just took baby steps. I delegated a small amount so both she and I could gain momentum and learn the best way we can work together. And over time, I've delegated more and more. The thing that helped me decide what to delegate was looking at two aspects. I identified which tasks took me more time than I'd like, and then I considered whether I was adding much value in doing it myself. You see, when we put our business owner hats on, we need to treat ourselves like a member of staff in our business. If you were paying someone to work for you, you wouldn't delegate things that were a waste of their time because that would waste your money. You would look at making the most out of their strengths and their skill sets. So it's useful to apply this to ourselves. Where are we best placed in our business? Are we well placed creating invoices or is it more worthwhile creating things for our clients? My opinion is the latter. So when you ask this question, you can decide what needs to be automated and what needs to be delegated. I have found that my mind is now trained to imagine that almost everything outside of client work will at some point be delegated. So I use ClickUp to create processes that I could easily invite someone to join. I create manuals to define the steps needed, which forces me to make things efficient. And of course, by streamlining processes, even if you're not in a position to delegate, you will still save time and work more efficiently, which makes juggling everything much easier. Something I heard from Michael Gerber in his book, The E-Myth Revisited, was to treat yourself like a franchise, even if you have no intention of being one. He took the example of McDonald's and said how they don't need people who know how to make burgers. They just need people who know how to press the button to the machine that makes it. And it's a concept that has really stayed with me. If I can systemize my processes and creating manuals have helped, it means that I'm working more efficiently. And when I hire someone, I don't necessarily need someone with specialist knowledge and I can get them started really fast. Something else that helps me is being really intentional. So let's take my content creation. I do post quite a lot on platforms for upgrade your education business, but I do so because I get clients through all of them. I have tangible results that evidence it being worth my while. However, for my tuition business, not only do I not have the capacity to take on more students, But when I tried multiple platforms, I found Facebook worked the best, so I just stuck to that. For Upgrade Your Education Business, there are more platforms I could be on, and they could work, but I stick to the ones that are more likely to work for me and my audience. So I have been intentional with what I choose to focus my energy on, 
instead of doing it because other people are or because it's free and available. And this is an important factor to take into consideration because I'm sure you follow lots of people who share business and marketing advice. And with that, it can get confusing what you should be doing and what's going to work and what's not going to work. You do have to experiment a bit and then choose to focus on activities that are proven to work, like I did by choosing Facebook for my tuition business. But you also have to judge what's manageable right now. For instance, I have a few clients who have signed up for a free account with an email marketing platform because they were told by someone else they needed email marketing in place. And it seemed like a no-brainer because it didn't need to cost them money. But the problem with the free plans is that their functionality is limited. And that means that while they have email marketing in place, and while it is supposed to be something that keeps working in the background for you, it's actually adding to their workload because the free plans limit what they can automate. So now they're struggling to stay on top of everything. And although they have email marketing in place, it's not doing anything for their business because they don't have the time to do the manual bits needed and neither do they have the budget to invest in a paid plan. So the key takeaways from this point are to stick to what works, not what might work or what sometimes works. That way you're being really efficient. And the second thing is to be considerate as to what you decide to include in your business. It may have the potential to add loads of value, but if you don't have the time or budget to make it work, it won't add any value. So if you are struggling to manage all the different moving parts, Question whether you can pause anything that isn't bringing in results so you can focus that released time and energy on things that you know are working. And of course, if those things bring in more business, that makes room in your budget to explore those extra things that you want to try. I've used marketing as an example because I experienced that being the biggest struggle for my clients. They find it hard to stay consistent and to keep up with the different advice flying their way. But this concept of being intentional and giving yourself permission to do a small amount and do that really well helps with all the areas of running a business. One thing I've done recently that has also eased things is I have simplified certain tasks. I'll share the latest thing I've done. For each podcast episode, I was creating an episode-specific graphic, one for the podcast itself and one for social media. So every week, with two episodes being released, I was creating four different graphics. I've recently stopped that. I realise that no one is going to care if I don't have an episode-specific graphic showing on their podcast player. I don't know about you, but when I listen to podcasts, I stick my headphones in and I don't even know where my phone is half the time. So just that small change has simplified a part of my podcast content creation process. It has saved me time and it has made things easier to delegate should I choose to. I advise clients to simplify things all the time. Last week, I was in a one-to-one and my client was saying how creating content for social media takes her ages. Because not only does she have to think of what to write and bring that to life, she also has to create imagery for it and she finds that part really hard. She bought my content prompts, which made the writing part faster, but for the imagery, I just suggested to keep it really simple. Alternating between some background colours with a few words on top is sufficient. You don't need fancy designs. So whatever you find challenging and therefore time-consuming, see if you can simplify it in any way. I have done this so many times because when I first start something, I throw everything at it and I focus on the minute details. But as time goes on, I struggle to sustain it. And that's what triggers me to simplify. 
So let's do a quick summary of what you can do to make managing your business a little easier. As I summarize, I'll add a couple more bits just so that you have a bit more context. Now, I've intentionally only stuck to a few tips because at this stage, it doesn't make sense to add things to your workload. The first thing I shared was how automating admin processes has made my life so much easier. It releases small bursts of time, which adds up to a lot of time. And it also makes things really professional and smooth for the people who work with me. Then I talked about using digital task management platforms, many of which have generous free plans. I use ClickUp, but there are plenty on the market. I use them to outline processes and dump ideas so I don't have to store them in my brain. So an example of how I outline processes is how I use ClickUp for my podcast. I have a list for ideas. When I start outlining them, they move into that list. Once done, they move into the ready to record list. Once recorded, they moved into the recorded list, which is my signal that it's ready to be edited. You get the picture. It means that with all the moving parts for my businesses, I know where I'm up to and what I need to do next at any given time for any particular task. I also talked about streamlining and one way I do this is by creating manuals for all my major processes. I pretend I will hire someone to do it and that forces me to keep it as clean and simple as possible. The fourth thing I talked about was being intentional. I gave you some examples of how I apply this to my marketing strategy to make sure it's sustainable while bringing in results. But you can apply this to any concept of your business. The big question is, is this worth my time? Do I have results that prove whether it's worth my time? And the fifth thing I mentioned was the importance of simplifying things. It's really easy to get hung up on small details because most of us want things to be perfect. But the reality is that our clients don't notice those small things and perfection often gets in the way of progress. So I'm not saying we should compromise on the quality of what we deliver, but there are usually small things that we can let go of. Getting rid of my episode-specific image to display on your podcast player takes nothing away from this podcast or your experience, but it does save me time. So I hope they've given you some ideas and I hope they've helped. As always, thank you for giving me your time. If you can leave a quick review, I'd be very grateful. And in the meantime, you'll hear from me on Wednesday. Would you like to take this discussion further? Perhaps you have some questions or you'd like more ideas on tailoring your business. If so, book a free discovery call through the link in the show notes.